the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black, and today I'm in two worlds. Not only am I on the radio world, but I'm on Facebook Live. So if you want to join us on Facebook Live, you can go to Like It Matters LLC or Like It Matters Radio LLC. Either one. And today we're going to be continuing our journey uh, looking back at Sturgis. You know, I just uh, completed my sixth year in a row of going out to Sturgis with the freebikewash.org organization. Uh, and today we'll be uh, joined by a friend of mine, a guy who I met on the bike wash, a gentleman who's become a good friend who's been out there uh, for about 20 years, uh, Larry. And he'll be joining us uh, halfway through the show. Uh, but, you know, yesterday I talked about what I learned. And the biggest thing that I go out to Sturgis for outside of being 24-7 with God uh, is that I really get outside of my comfort zone. And see, we, we live in these comfort zones, and that's where things go to die. But outside of our comfort zone is this thing called fear, false evidence appearing real. And the key about fear is when we function at a high level in that zone, it actually becomes our brand new comfort zone. And one of the things I enjoy about Sturgis twofold is being outside of my comfort zone, number one, I'm dealing with people I normally wouldn't hang out with. So these are bikers, these are p- tattooed people, people that have leather, people, just not my group of people. I've never done it, I've never ridden a bike, a motorcycle, I don't have any ink on me. And so that's uncomfortable. And secondly, it's also uncomfortable because I'm used to being in charge. And so it's one of those times where I'm not in charge. And so for me, it allows me to do things I'm not used to doing, but more importantly, it allows me to hang out with people that I'm not used to hanging out with. Which reminds me of a story, and I call it a soldier story. And now, story time with Mr. Black. A story is told about a soldier who was finally coming home after having fought in Vietnam. He called his parents from San Francisco. Hey, Mom and Dad, I'm coming home. But I do have a favor to ask if you don't mind. I I have a friend, Mom, Dad, and uh, I'd like to bring him home with me. Sure, they replied. We'd love to meet him. There's something you should know, though, Mom, Dad, uh, the son continued. He was hurt pretty badly in the fighting. He he stepped on a landmine and he lost an arm, he lost a leg. He he has nowhere to go, Mom, Dad, or or I, I wouldn't invite him here, but... It's really important to me. I want him to come live with us, if it's okay with you. I'm sorry to hear that, son, said the parents. Uh, Maybe we can help him find somewhere else to live. No, no, no. No, Mom, Dad, 
it's really important to me. I, I, I want him to live with us. At that point, the father interjected, son, you don't know what you're asking. Someone with such a handicap would be a terrible burden on us. We have our own lives to live, and we can't just let someone like that interfere with our lives. It would be a huge burden. I, I think you should just come home. Forget about this guy. He'll, he'll find a way to live on his own. At that point, the son hung up the phone. The parents heard nothing more from him. A few days later, however, they received a phone call from the San Francisco Police Department. Their son had died after falling from a building, they were told. The police, they believe it was a suicide. The grief-stricken parents flew to San Francisco and were taken to the city morgue to identify the body of their son. They recognized him, but to their horror, they also discovered something they didn't know. Their son had only one arm and one leg. The moral of the story, ladies and gentlemen, the parents in the story are like many of us. We find it easy to love those who are good-looking or fun to have around, but we don't like people who inconvenience us or make us feel uncomfortable. Let's be honest, we'd rather stay away from people who don't look like this, who aren't as healthy, maybe beautiful or smart as we are. Thankfully, we do have someone in our life that won't treat us this way. Someone who loves us with an unconditional love that welcomes us into the family forever, regardless of how messed up we are. And so today, before we tuck ourselves in for the day, uh, say a little prayer that God will give you the strength you need to accept people as they are and help us all be more understanding of those who are different than us. Amen. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why I go to Sturgis. I want to connect with people who are different than me, who may be in a normal situation I wouldn't, I wouldn't hang out with. And that's what brings me to the point of what, how I want to open this show. You know, Larry, who you're going to hear from at 1130, Larry Houghton's a good friend. And uh, uh, I drive up to Sturgis. I always drive up. I like to be in my car. I like to listen to, to books, and I like to listen to uh, scripture. And so it was two days before Sturgis, and I'm running around doing all this, doing all that, planning Val and my son to go visit Grandma and Grandpa. So there's a lot going on. And so Larry calls me up and says, hey, Black, so, so, so what are your plans? And I go, what do you mean? He goes, well, you're going to Sturgis, right? And I said, yeah. He goes, what are your plans? I go, uh, I haven't thought of any. He goes, well, uh, I was going to ride my bike, uh, but some things ha- happened, and uh, I'm, I'm gonna, uh, I'll probably need a ride. Can, can you ride with me? I said, sure. And I said, uh, what are your plans? And so then he told me, well, we should, um, you know, we, we got to be at Wall. Because everybody meets every year at Wall Drug at 4 p.m. We hang out there for a couple hours. It's a famous place. Uh, and then we all go together about an hour and ten minute drive to the church. And then we get prayed in and all that. But I usually don't go to Wall Drug. And so I told Larry, well, would you like to go to Wall Drug? He goes, yeah, yeah, I really want to be there. And I go, so what time do we need to be at Wall Drug? He said, well, 4 o'clock. Well, I said, okay, Larry, if we got to be at Wall Drug at 4 o'clock, then how many hours is it from your house to Wall Drug? And he said about 11. And so I said, okay, it's an hour difference. So that means that we're going to need to leave your house at 6 o'clock in the morning, which will really be 5 o'clock in the morning, South Dakota time. That'll give us 11 hours to get us there by 4 a.m. 
So good. So then I started going backwards more. So if I got to be in Meridian, uh, Kansas by uh, 5 a.m. to leave, so I should probably get there at 4 a.m. So then I had to back this up. So then I need to leave my house because it's about a seven-hour drive. So I need to leave my house uh, by 9 o'clock at night or 8 o'clock at night to be safe. And you see how I backed it all the way up. And ladies and gentlemen, that's really what I want to talk about today. Is about beginning with the end in mind. Uh, as you know, uh, we have three orphanages that we support in Africa, uh, Uganda specifically. Uh, and a lot of the brothers that I talk to there, they, they know English, but they don't comprehend. And so one of the orphanages uh, with Kuoki Starline, we've got to get them some fresh water. They're drinking bad water. They're getting sick. And so we got to bring them fresh water, and they just shut down their toilet. So I'm uh, $7,500 is what we're attempting to raise for Kuoki. And so I'm asking Kuoki, Kuoki, what can we do to get started? Um, we're working to raise the 7500 bucks, but hey, uh, what can we start with? So I said, listen, I need you to write some things out for me. What are the first things we need to buy? Uh, you know, what's the first chunk of money? You know, step one, do we need to buy supplies? Step two, do we need to put up a water tank, supply tank? And then step three, do we build a toilet? So I'm asking Kuki all this, and Kuki doesn't understand me at all. He goes, what are you talking about? What, uh, what do you mean? Uh, and the language what? barrier became such a big deal. But this became a big message to me, ladies and gentlemen, because here's the key. This is how our lives are. We need to begin with the end in mind. We need to have a mission. Why do we get up each day, do what we do, go home at night, get up the next day and do it again and again? How do you know if you're successful? What is your definition of success? Because if you don't know what success looks like to you, what success sounds like to you, what success feels like to you, then how will you know if you're on course or off course? And so today on Like It Matters Radio, where we'll be live streamed right actively on Facebook Live right now, we're talking about Sturgis beginning with the end in mind. I am Black, and we'll be right back. I don't know. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Over zany sound effect. Okay, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us on radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll just keep it simple too. Listen to Freedom 1570 on the radio.com app. 
When should you start collecting Social Security? How you answer this question will make the difference between retirement success and failure. Tune in to this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike. They'll be sharing Social Security tips from the basics to strategies to maximize your SSI payments. Alan Mike will help you sort out this important but often misunderstood part of your retirement income plan. Money Matters with Alan Mike, 9 a.m. Sunday on Freedom 1570. Or call them right now at 855-231-6010. Wake up with the Freedom 1570 Daybreak Insider. Today's top news stories from a conservative viewpoint in a detailed yet concise manner. Sign up at freedom1570.com. Just use the keyword subscribe. Take a listen to this comparison of other training to leadership awakening. For probably two-thirds of my 30-year law enforcement career. I spent time in supervision and management, so I've been to a lot of leadership training. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked, and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program. I went back later on as a facilitator, so I, I taught leadership. What we did in class was completely different than any other leadership program that I've been through. I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. It was powerful. You know, it it was amazing. It was amazing. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. When will then be now? Soon. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, and today we are talking about our Sturgis trip. You know, there's something called look-back learning. You know, whether you're talking about Jesus Christ or General Patton, we have to have a time to reflect. You know, we can be in the fight. We can be in the battle. We can be in experience. Uh, and sometimes we have to wait till it's all over and we look back to learn from it. Because, you know, we have three zones. Uh, you know, we have the past, we have the present, and we have future. It's actually called a timeline in neurolinguistic programming. And a timeline, if it's a healthy timeline, our past should be behind us. Our present should be where we are, and our future should be before us. But a lot of people have their timeline skewed, and a lot of people have misfiled their past into their future. And we are dictated by what's happened in the past to affect our future. But I'm going to suggest that one of the keys to true goal setting, one of the trees to being a visionary, is to be able to begin with the end in mind. And I had talked about that before that I'm connecting with Kawuki, uh, and I, I, we're building, a, we're raising 7500 bucks for one of our orphanages in, in Uganda, uh, and uh, $7,500 will allow us to put a water supply in there, uh, build a tower so they'll have fresh water, and then we also got to p- put a toilet in there. $7,500 is a lot to raise. We got another orphanage that we're, uh, we got to raise $4,000 to build a piece of property, I mean to build on the property we've already purchased. And there's the other third orphanage. We actually got to spend $4,500 to buy them uh, their own land so they can start doing ag and farming and start producing their own food so they're not so dependent 
on donations. Uh, and so $20,000 would, would change 100 people's lives and allow us to do some incredible work in Uganda. But right now I'm focused on Kauaki. And so I'm figuring, okay, Kauaki, we got to figure this out. we got to figure out what do we need first? What do we need second? What do we need third? I don't want to sit around and do nothing uh, while we're raising this 7500 bucks because what's the small amount that we can actually start this process going? Uh, and so uh, Kuwiki sent back to me. I got the email right in front of me. He says, I have to buy the bricks, sand, cement, stones, labor, and other minor supplies. So I said, please write me out something. Please don't just tell me. We have to start running this thing properly. I, want, I need some things in writing. Put some thought into it. Uh, you need to start planning. I said, that's what leaders do. Vision is the ability to see into the future. So I told him to write out a three- to four-step plan. When it's finished, the bathrooms and water supply will be in place. And so Kuuki sends back, okay, my beautiful brother, I will be writing it down. But here's the key. But I don't understand you well. How do you want this information? Please, for really. Yeah. So the whole concept of beginning with the end in mind threw him off. And this is where we got to realize the Bible says it's appointed for man to die one time and then comes the judgment. And there is going to come a time in each and every one of our lives where we're going to be lying on our deathbed. We're going to be wondering, did it make a bit of difference? Did it make a difference at all? You know, we've all been to a funeral, or at least we've seen one on TV, and I know why, but I still ask myself rhetorically this question. Here's this dead person. They're in a box, a coffin, but they look pretty. Do you know what I'm talking about? Their hair is done up. They have makeup on. They have a suit and tie or a dress on. They look really pretty. And I always shake my head and say, I don't know about you, but when I die... I want to look so disgusting that nobody would think to look in that box. Gross. And I'm not talking about by the way I died. I'm talking about by the way I lived. See, we have so much life force. We have so much opportunity to pour into other people, to take what we've been given to be a conduit and to pour into other people. But a lot of people... Don't think that way. They think that everything's going to go on forever. They're going to live forever. And there's no planning. In the insurance business, we used to call it this. You said, people don't plan to fail. They fail to plan. And that's the same thing with our lives. See, we've got to know who we are. We've got to know why we're here. And we've got to know whose we are. And we've got to know where we're going. Those are the three questions of a leader. Where am I now? Where am I going? And what will it take to get there and how long? But just like when Larry called me up and I, we had to make plans. You know, I didn't know when I was going to leave my house to go to Sturgis. But what we had to do is start with, begin with the end in mind. We had to go to the very end and say, okay, we need to be in wall drug by 4 o'clock so we can all meet. Uh, and then we'll all leave there at 6 o'clock. It'll be an hour and 10 minutes to get from wall drug to the church where then the, the pastor will meet us, will pray us in, and then will open the church up and let us in. And so then I had to back it up. So if I need to be at Wall Drug, which is an hour and 10 minutes away from where I need to be at 7.30, and we're going to spend two hours, you see what I'm saying? So I'd now back up 11 hours to get to Larry's house. 
And then if I have to leave Larry's house at this time, then I need to get to Larry's house by this time so I can make sure I'm there early, maybe shut my eyes for an hour. And though, so if I need to be at Larry's by this time, then it takes me seven hours to leave. See, see how I keep backing it up? And this is what a leader does. This is where I was asking Kawuki to do. Kawuki, I know that your water supply and your toilets are going to cost $7,500 to get it all in. But I wanted him to back it up, to have a vision, because that's what leaders do. Leaders create a vision, and they share it with their team. It's absolutely critical. This is also why we're told to be in the world, but not of the world. If you are a child of God, like I am, like Kyle is, like John is, like Larry is, we're children of God. And so we are called to be in this world, but not of this world. Now, that's tough. Because right now we live in a bitter America. We live in a, a America that's keeping a record of wrong, a pound of flesh. You know, one thing I learned a long time ago about our enemy, you, I call him the devil, you can call him whatever you want to call him, but our enemy is always wanting us to remind us of our past. Uh, the devil's called the accuser of the brethren. And so whenever uh, you're seeing people focus in the past, you know two things. Number one, they're not moving forward. But number two, uh, they're under a different spirit. And you got to know this. I call it the three R's of survival. Regret, resent, and resist. Regret, resent, and resist. Whenever someone's living in regret, whenever someone's living in resentment, whenever someone's openly resisting something that is good for them, then you know that they're in a different spirit. They are living in the past. And none of us would drive down the freeway going that way 70 miles an hour while doing this. None of us would do that. Yet a lot of people live their lives that way. They're so wrapped up in the past. And whenever that's going on, you can say that's the devil. In America Day, we're wrapped up in 1619. We're wrapped up in 1776. We're wrapped up in 1812. We're wrapped up in 1951 or 1963. The problem is it's 2021. And all that stuff back there is a council check. Now, we can learn from the past, but we can only live in the now moment. We can focus on a future, but there's no guarantee it's going to be here. Planes crash and people die. It's a fact of life. And this is the thing that I rest in. This is why I don't get wrapped up in COVID. This is why I don't get wrapped up in vaccine or not vaccine or whatever. It's actually not a vaccine. It's a, it's a treatment. But because the good Lord, this is where I know who I am and I know why I'm here. I'm here to glorify God. I'm here to honor God. Whose am I? I'm God's. And so he's the one calling the shots. And one thing I know about my God is he's omniscient. He has perfect knowledge. He cannot learn anything. If God was to learn one thing, he'd cease being God. And so this is my security. This is my safety. That I know before I was that God already knew my first and my last day. There's never been an emergency meeting of the Trinity. So I rest in that. I'm, um, I'm confident in that. Uh, because there's a vision for me. I know how it ends. It's going to end by me standing before my Lord and saying, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You know God thing. knows our first day. He knows our last day. Yeah, and you know the thing, right? And so this is what a leader does. And this is why I love this story. It's the birth of the chocolate chip. And this is excerpted from Be the Chocolate Chip by Jen Brewer. In 1930, Ruth Wakefield and her husband owned an inn outside of Wakefield, Massachusetts, built in 1709. The old house was used as a rest stop for travelers to change their horses, pay their tolls, and get something to eat 
earning it the name the Toll House Inn. The Wakefields kept the tradition of providing travelers with rest and good food through the Great Depression. Now, Ruth Wakefield was well known for her baking and often made butter drop dough cookies. Her recipe required baker's chocolate, which melted completely, producing a chocolate cookie. One day in 1937, as she began making the cookie, she realized that she was out of baker's chocolate, but happened to have a Nestle semi-sweet chocolate bar on hand. She chopped in the chunks and put it into the batter, expecting it to melt and disappear in the cookie, producing the familiar chocolate cookie for which she had grown famous. To her surprise, right, the chocolate chunks did not disappear, but they held their individual shape producing a creamy texture and a fabulous new taste for the entire cookie. These new cookies became incredibly popular. Nestle bought the rights to the recipe, and in 1939, did you hear that? 1939 introduced the Nestle Toll House Real Semi-Sweet Chocolate Morsels. The traditional chocolate chip cookie was born. The most popular cookie of all time came about all because of a bit of chocolate held its ground and didn't melt. When the heat was on it, you know, as the I think as the Bannon brothers say, you know, if you got a cookie there, you can take out the chocolate chips because those chocolate chips are in the cookie, but not of the cookie. But you know what? You cannot remove. You cannot remove the eggs. You cannot remove the sugar. You cannot remove the flour. You know why? Because they become part of the cookie. And ladies and gentlemen, that's why it's a mission statement. You gotta know who you are. You gotta know why you're here. You got to know where you're going. And most importantly, you got to know whose you are. So after the break, we'll be joined by my good friend and my fellow bike washer in Sturgis, South Dakota, Mr. Larry Houghton. Until then, I'll be back. Who am I? I don't know. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. 
term providers help thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-555-2085. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. Take a listen to these words about Like It Matters Leadership Awakening from a recent attendee. Leadership Awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through, and that's executive, professional, communication training, to, to how to hold a fork. It, the, the Leadership Awakening is a deep mental experience where I was forced to challenge my mind in a way that I've never been challenged before. And it's, there's nothing like it. There's, there's, there's no way to explain it with words. You have to experience it. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. It's not only changing lives, it's saving lives. That's likeitmatters.net slash schedule. Who are you? I don't know. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. This is where we're living life, Like It Matters. And today we are toying with technology. My good friend Kyle is here, and we're actually live on Facebook Live for the first time ever. We're merging audio and video. We're merging the radio uh, and state-run media, so it's interesting how the whole thing works. Uh, But uh, today we're continuing to talk about about my Sturgis experience. You know, this is my sixth year of going out to Sturgis. We go with an organization called FreeBikeWash.org. Uh, and Michael and Paula Bushilla uh, have been uh, going out there for, this is their 25th year anniversary. Uh, and it, it is a blessing. But uh, the guy I'm going to introduce you to, Larry and I have driven together a lot. Uh, he's uh, he's trust me a lot because he sits in the passenger seat of a vehicle as I drive down the road for hours at a time. And uh, in uh, in recognition of my good brother in Christ, Larry, I thought I'd share this with you. It's called the Road to Success. It says the road to success is not straight. There's a curve called failure, a loop called confusion, speed bumps called friends, red lights called enemies. Caution lights called families. You will have flats called jobs. But if you have a spare called determination, an engine called perseverance, insurance called faith, a driver called Jesus, you will make it to a place called success. And with that, let me welcome my good friend, my brother in Christ, uh, Larry Houghton. Larry, welcome to Like It Matters Radio. How you doing, brother? Fantastic, brother Black. How are you? <laughs> You know, I'm in the hands of God like you are, hands of God like you are, and uh, <laughs> I know you're busy, uh, and uh, I appreciate you joining me, joining me. So, you know, I've been talking all week, Larry, and I had Ray join us yesterday, I've been talking about Sturgis. You know, I've, I met, you and I met in Sturgis. Uh, we didn't know each other before then, that was six years ago, and since then we've been slowly building a, a friendship, a relationship, and really over the last couple of years it's uh, gelled really nicely. But I'm just kind of curious, Larry, what, what, what caused you 
to start taking your August and go out to Sturgis to serve people? What, what was the impetus for that? Wow. Um, I loved riding motorcycles was the impetus to that. I wasn't necessarily called at the time that happened while I was out there, but it was just riding motorcycles and getting out to the Mecca Sturgis. Yeah. And Larry, by the way, Larry wrote a great book. Uh, I know it's probably not out there publicly. What is the name of the book that you wrote, Larry? The Brethren. The Brethren. And I tell you, uh, I think it was the first or second year I met Larry and people were passing around this book. And I read this book, and it's about a biker. And uh, I knew right away it was Larry just because the little bit I knew about him. Uh, and Larry is. Larry has tattoos. Larry's a biker. He's a Jesus freak. So Larry is one of those guys that I meet a lot of those out there. Uh, but so, Larry, so the first year that you went to Bike Wash, was it as a biker that you just rode into it? Or did you actually go there as a servant the first time you went to the Bike Wash? I rode with the group that was going to serve out there, and uh, okay. I'd always been um, a child of God, and I knew that. But I went as a as a mm-hmm. group to serve. Okay, so you did go. So so you had never actually went to the quote bike wash as someone that's just out in Sturgis riding around. No, I have not. Okay, so you first time you went out there, you knew. I take it you knew Michael and them from uh, from Minneapolis. Yes, I had. Yeah, I'd, uh, we had actually gone to the same church for a short time. Oh, very close, cool. very close. Cool. See, most of the people out there in Sturgis, a lot of people don't know, they're all from the Minneapolis area, about uh, 90% of them. And then there's a few of us foreigners from foreign states, and now actually Larry's one of those foreigners from Kansas. So um, yeah. so why do you keep going back, Larry? Uh, you know, I know why I go back. Why do you keep going back? It's somewhat of a mystery. Every year I weigh it and pray about it. <laughs> Do I need to go this year? And to be honest with you, in the flesh, uh, something keeps saying no. But in the spirit, I have to go back. It's an opportunity to strengthen the brothers that I work all week with, those brothers and sisters that give the blood, sweat, and tears for the lost. And I just have such a calling on my life now to do the same. Yeah, it's so cool. And Larry is very, uh, has the anointing on him. Larry can uh, stir. I mean, one thing that I was honestly, Larry, I've I've never told this. You're going to hear this for the first time with tens of thousands of other people. One of the things that drew me to you, and I know it's going to sound weird, is that so many other people were drawn to you. I know that sounds weird, uh, but there's got to be something there. I mean, uh, on someone on the outside, when I got to that first year and two, Larry, people look up to you. Uh, People are awed by you. Uh, people are moved by you. Uh, you have a power about you, a presence about you, Larry. Larry's hearing this for the first time. He's never heard this from me. Um, and, and and that's attracted me because I figure, why are all these people so interested in Larry? Why are they? Because they want to make you happy. They want to get your permission. They want to do all that. And as I started looking into that, Larry, uh, I could see why. Uh, your spirit is just uh, of God, clearly. Uh, you can get agitated like anybody can get agitated, but you have this gentleness about you, Larry, that I don't have. You have this uh, emotion. Uh, there's uh, probably half the times when Larry talks when he's out in Sturgis to the group, there's tears coming out. There's tears coming out. Uh, and I, I love that unction, Larry. I, 
I love that unction so much. So tell me this this last trip. You know, we are out there. What what do you think's the the biggest takeaway for you from this last trip? Uh, definitely that uh, um, I went out to help win souls, but what the spirit seemed to show me more than anything was that I was there to strengthen the servants, the workers. And it was as much a surprise to me as anyone else, but that it was pretty clear that I, that I was there to assist in uh, the actual daily function, to strengthen spirits, to lift people up, because you truly get weary, as you know. Uh, I know the Scripture says, uh, don't become weary in well-doing. I think that's speaking of your spirit. Don't let your spirit grow weary, because your flesh butt sure gets tired. Amen. Amen. And, and let's see, Larry knows who he is, and I know who I am. This, this goes back to beginning with the end of mine. Larry and I have talked many times about to hear those words someday, well done, my good and faithful servant. Oh, amen. Um, and, and, right? And that's what Stephen Covey, you know, he had famous book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And, uh, and one of the habits was to begin with the end in mind. Uh, and there's something I like to say in leadership, when you change your position, you change your perspective. And that's such a big key. And to see our lives from the end, to see our lives from the end, absent of bodies, present with Christ. And so go to the very end, we take our last breath and we open our eyes and there we are in front of our Lord and Savior hearing those words, well done, my good and faithful servant. But in order to get there, it's kind of like, Larry, I opened, I don't know if you heard the opening segment before I brought you on, but I, I talked about when I called you up and you said, so what are your plans? I go, I don't know. Remember, I had no plans when you called me. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to Sturgis, but I don't know anything. And then that's where we started backing up. Well, do we want to go to wall? First question I asked you, remember, I go, do you want to go to wall? I go, yeah, I really want to go to wall. It's nice to hang out for a couple hours, say hi to everybody. So that became our benchmark. So we need to be at wall by what time? You told me four o'clock. And then we started yeah. backing it up. So that's 11 hours from your house. And then I said, well, okay, so what is it? Seven to eight hours from my house to your house. And so I backed it all the way up to Friday night at 8 a.m., I mean 8 p.m. And so I left my house on Friday 8 p.m. And the reason I give you that example, and I'm talking to my listeners now, Larry, not you, uh, is because that's how our life is. That's how our life is. We've got to know who we are. We've got to know why we're here. We've got to have a definition of success. Larry, do you have one? I mean, how do you know, Larry, uh, when it comes down, when you take your last breath, how do you know? If you lived a life pleasing to God, I mean, what's your standard? Do you have one? I literally approach every day thinking, what do what do I want to be able to say that was accomplished through the day? And my number one drive at the beginning is I want to be obedient to God. I want to be alert to the voice that that leads me through my day because if i'm so stuck on on what larry wants to do um it just seems like i create issues for the next day and then to worry about but literally i get up lord what what do i because i think we actually talked about that on our drive out there which was what is the accomplishment what is the end goal and the end goal is to be obedient to he who lives within you. Yep. 
Amen. And that's what you and I hit it so on the nose, because when you started talking to me that about your purpose to serve other people, I'm going, Larry, that's so strange. Because I told you, I realized about two years ago that my purpose, outside of, I like 24-7 God. My number one reason for going out to Sturgis is, to me, it's 24-7 God. I love that. Yeah. But I said the same thing. God was telling me that uh, I'm there to serve those other people. I'm there, you know, I'm a leadership trainer, I'm a neuro-linguistic programming master practitioner, psychologist, counselor, whatever you want to call it, and we got all these people uh, that are hurting, that are broken, that are there to serve, that are just wanting to uh, do something to honor God, to help other people to bring them closer to God. Uh, and so um, I, the same thing for me. And so this year, I would say it was absolutely successful because this year I got a chance to speak life into a lot of people in the group. And, and Larry, yeah. we're getting ready to go to a hard break, but I want you to stay in line because uh, I want to talk about that because uh, we did have some incredible experiences. Uh, and I remember last year, one of the greatest experiences I had was in our room. There was five of us in our room at midnight or whatever time it was. And we talk uh, yeah. like uh, men yeah. should be talking. And, and last year, it was the highlight uh, of my trip. So stay with us, Larry. We're going to go to hard breaks, about three minutes. Uh, I am Mr. Black. Today, we're talking about our Sturgis experience. And we're talking about beginning with the end in mind. I am Black. We'll be right back. Have a point. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Limitless access to liberty and truth. Listen to Freedom 1570 with our free app, your smart speaker at freedom1570.com or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and defend liberty nationwide. Some of your favorite pastors and authors are bringing you their most popular devotionals free. Discover the joy and peace you can experience every day when you spend focused time in God's Word. Sign up for daily devotionals from Crosswalk.com and get inspiration and encouragement sent right to your inbox with devotionals for parenting, singles, women, and more. Crosswalk.com provides spiritual growth for every stage of life. Crosswalk.com is a division of Salem Media Group. You listen every day. I never miss it. So now it's time for you to join the conversation. Who, me? Like Freedom 1570 on Facebook and share your thoughts with like-minded conservatives. You can also enter to win prizes, learn about upcoming events, and more. 
When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Who am I? Use your head, man! Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, and today we are talking about my recent Sturgis trip. And uh, I want to open this segment by sharing a quote from Ralph Waldo Emerson. It says, success to laugh often and love much, to win the respect of intelligent persons and the affection of children, to earn the approbation of honest critics and endure the betrayal of false friends, to appreciate beauty, to find the best in others, to give of oneself, to leave the world a bit better, whether by a healthy child, a garden patch, or redeemed social condition, to have played and laughed with enthusiasm and sung with exaltation. To know even one life has breathed easier because you have lived. This is to truly have succeeded. So with that, let's go back to the phone lines and let's welcome my good friend, my fellow bike washer from Sturgis, South Dakota, Mr. Larry Houghton. Again, Larry, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. And Larry, Larry's got an interesting job. Larry, what do you do for your day job? (laughs) (laughs) I'm the bearded lunch lady at the high school here in town. That is so cool. That is so cool. He's the bearded lunch lady. Larry is, if you know Larry, he's a big, uh, big mushmelon. But again, he looks ominous. Larry, you know, you got the the no hair. You got the the leathers on. You're on a bike. You look ominous, just like Ray Paris. I mean, how, how big of a teddy bear is Ray? How big of a teddy bear is he? Uh, Ray is as big a crybaby as I am. You mentioned the Lord, yep. and we start weeping. <laughs> yeah, he does, and he's a big old bird. He looks scary too, you guys. This is one of the reasons why I God called me out to Sturgis, because again, I've never been on bike. I have no ink uh, on me at all, except what I have in my pen in my pocket. That's the only ink I got on me. Uh, <laughs> and yet, it was a group of people that I wanted to connect with. And Larry, you know, I consider you one of my better friends. Uh, I know tens of yeah. thousands of people. I got a, a handful of uh, people that I would call friends. Um, but this last trip, uh, we were talking. About before the break, uh, about uh, you know being there for the people that donate their time. One thing I learned a long time ago is hurting people hurt people. Um, yeah. And and one of the things I learned this last trip, and I've known it before, was that there's a lot of people out there that feel unloved. There's a lot of people out there, the reason that we give, and that's one of the reasons I give, because I feel unloved. And I know it sounds like a freaky thing to say, and the the problem when you when you say you feel unloved, then people that know you feel guilty. They're like, what am I doing wrong? 
And, and it's really not about anybody else. This is an internal feeling. Uh, call it self-deprecation, uh, uh, call it self-esteem, self-worth, whatever you want to call it. But that's one thing I've noticed out there. And people need other people that are willing to pour into them, that are willing to, to love on them, to willing to believe in them. And so um, this this time you talked about you're there to serve other people. What do you think, uh, how, how do you think you did for that? Do you, did you get a chance to speak life into people? Did you, did you get a chance to uh, uh, to make some people's lives a little bit better who went there to serve? Honestly, I never feel like I reached a potential. Um, but at the same time, I know that uh, I did speak life into many people. And I just, I trust God that he gives us wisdom when we need wisdom. And he gives us the tool that we need when we need it. So I rely totally on him. I give what comes into my heart. Amen. And I'm going to tell you right now, you did. I mean, I can just, I'll use one name, Miriam. I know the impact yes. you had on Miriam. Here, here's a young girl who loves the Lord, who's just kind of new in her thing, not sure about her, you know, not that much confidence spiritually. But what you did for her, Larry, uh, you gave her confidence. Uh, you you got her connected to what she believed, to the Holy Spirit. Uh, by the time we were here's this young girl that she got to lead someone to Christ for the first time. She's running around, bouncing around. I mean, you and you were a big part of that. You know that. Yeah, you know we're 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 just tools, though. You never see a crescent wrench yep. rejoicing after a a nut has been tightened. <laughs> You know, it all depends on my former life, how many drinks I'd had. You know, was, uh, hey, what, did you see yeah. that Crescent Ranch, man? Did you see that, right? Amen. No, but, you know, yeah. Larry, and you and, I, you and I talked about that, though. Uh, one of the yeah. biggest things I learned this time, and I don't know why I didn't learn it before, is that it's okay for light not to be on what I'm doing. You know, we talked about, you know, there are certain people that are in the limelight. There are certain people that get to actually pray people in the kingdom. There are certain people that are there at the beginning, there at the end. And then there's this whole bunch of people in the middle that are workers. Uh, and that's one of the things that really hit me hard this time, that I it, I had to be okay with there not being light on my activity. And that, that's kind of what you're talking about, right? You're, we're, we're all part of the, of the pool. So expand a little bit on that, about what you're meaning. Uh Basically, you know, you you ask me if I felt that I reached what I wanted to do, which was support the the servants. Well, um, it's it's so difficult to measure because our goal yeah. should be that that we answer our call, and yep. the the end result, like you said, some. We we don't we don't control some water some pull a weed some get to plant yep. the seed periodically which is so rare we get to be in the harvest uh, yep. you know Luke Luke wrote um, some water uh, some plant but God gives the increase God is yeah. the is the end of it all yep. But the key is, you know who you are, Larry. You know you're here to serve God. You know it's not about you. You know it's about Him. And you know the outcome. And when you get done there, that, uh, I don't know, 80 to 100 lives have been led into the kingdom. Uh, all the stuff is put back. The the uh, wow. church has been cleaned up. And now we're ready to go home. So we do know when the end result is, right? Yes. 
Yes, amen. 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 Good. Well said. And, yeah, and this is where a guy Kawasaki, one of my favorite quotes is, and he was the, uh, you know, with, he worked with Steve Jobs at Apple early on, and he says, to the luckiest of people, a time comes when they join or launch a cause that forever changes their lives and the lives of others. Losing yourself wow. in a cause is delicious. It's intoxicating. The best word to describe the sensation is crusade. And this is the key. The first thing you need to believe about a crusade is this. Never underestimate its power. It can transform ordinary people, products, and companies into devastating flamethrowers. And here's the Larry line. Here's the Larry line, not from VeggieTales, but from Mr. Black. You have to have a passionate desire to make a difference and fearlessly believe in your cause. And Larry, whenever I read that, I think about you because you have a passionate desire to make a difference for the Lord and you fearlessly believe in your cause, correct? Yeah, oh, without a doubt. Thank you, brothers. That's so humbling. Well, and I mean it. And uh, Larry, I just want to know I appreciate you. I love you, man. Uh, I There's no way I would have ever met you uh, outside of Michael and Paula Bashilla and the freebikewatch.org. And for that, I will forever be grateful. And so uh, thank you so much for joining us, Larry. God bless you, my friend. Uh, and hopefully we're together before August in a car driving back to Sturgis, all right? <laughs> that would be great. Bless you, brother. Thank you so much. All right. Well, God bless you, my friend. Bye-bye. You know, ladies and gentlemen, we got to know who we are. You know, going back to the chocolate chip story, you know, let me go back and read the wrap-up here. It says, you too can be a chocolate chip. Our enemy knows our potential. He is constantly wanting to mix you into the world and get you to lose your individual worth. Our enemy knows how to turn up the heat. He thinks that if he does his job well, you will melt under the pressure, get lost in the crowd, and lose your understanding of who you really are. And who are you? You're a child of God. He will want to make you think that you can only feel good about yourself if you become part of the world and do what everyone else is doing. But you can be like the wonderful chocolate chip. Remember what God said? They are not of this world, even though I am not of the, even as I'm not of this world. You can be the chocolate chip, ladies and gentlemen. Think about that. You can choose to be in the cookie, but not of the cookie. You can choose to be in the cookie, but not of the cookie just as the chocolate chip made the cookie better by retaining its true nature you can make this world better by retaining your true nature whatever that is you don't have to melt in the crowd you can be a chocolate chip you'll get noticed for different things you'll stand out and that's what makes all the difference in the world that's what makes a chocolate chip cookie so great what good would it be without the chocolate chips be you be different be better. Be who God made you to be. And that's what I do at my training. You're rare. No one has your fingertips. No one has your DNA. No one has your earlobe. No one has your tongue print. No one has your feet print. You are unique. You're rare. And anything that's rare on this planet has great, great value. So that's what we want to do at Like It Matters is help you be the person that you were created to be. Don't be me. Don't be Kyle. Don't be Larry. Be you and be the best version of you you can ever be. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black helping you to remind, live your life like it matters because it does. Until tomorrow, talk to you then. Have a point. You clumsy poop.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.